Hi everyone, Alisa Keaton, founder of Revolution Wellness. Thanks for hanging out with us again today, with us, with me, my small group, me, myself, and I. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, welcome. You guys, I'm bringing you a Facebook Live today that was recorded back in our private Facebook page for those in the Heir to the Crown Fitness Challenge and Wellness Challenge, 30 Days, a mind-body challenge for the daughters of God. We've been doing this. We're on day eight right now. If you missed the official challenge, don't worry. Head on over to Amazon. Pick up your Heir to the Crown book. You can jump in with us every day. We're learning to breathe. We're learning to meditate upon the Word of God. We're learning to let God tell us who we are according to His Word. And then we're being challenged to recreate our mind, recreate our heart, and recreate our body in light of what God speaks to us through His Word. It's a daily, simple challenge. We're encouraging you to jump on in. But this teaching today is going to turn things a little on its head, you guys. Get ready. Get a pen. Get a paper out. I think you're going to hear new. It's going to feel like, wait, how did I not know this? How... How have I been living separate from my heart, giving maybe more attention to the mind when really what the the salvation is about coming for your heart. Your heart is what God is most interested in. And then to ready your mind for the battle that is freedom, restoration, and wholeness on the earth. Okay, so just get ready. You'll you'll settle in as the teaching gets going. But I do want to say one thing. I recorded this at the office, and so if you hear a voice in the background, that's actually Leah, Leah, our COO, and she's on a call. I didn't know the microphone was so strong I could pick her up, but you can't really hear what she's saying. You just kind of go, is there somebody talking? Who is that? Well, now you know. That's all. So just want to let you have that heads up. And finally, you guys, you are invited to find a live community in our Heir to the Crown meetup. So heir to the crown, we're just going big on this identity thing as royal daughters. If you are a mother, bring your daughter age 12 and higher. You are a daughter. So if you don't have a daughter, you are a daughter. Come to the meetup. Find live community that beginning this Saturday for a three-hour workshop. In these three-hour workshops, you'll come. You'll be simply yourself. No pretense. These are the best people you'll want to know. I promise if you like me, if you're enjoying me in any ways, It's just the Holy Spirit in me doing this thing called wellness. They're doing the same thing. Go find them. Hit the show notes. Find a meetup this weekend for you. Three hours, mind renewing. Yes, you'll move your body some. Anyone can do the movement. They are there to help you, to coach you, to train with you, to walk with you. We're not selling you anything. Nothing at all. I promise you. No gimmicks. No fads. We just want you to know that we're looking for you for live community. We got to go past these headphones, guys. Grateful. Got to go past the phones get into live community. So find one. It starts this weekend and then there will be running throughout the whole month. If you can't find one near you, well, maybe you're supposed to become an instructor and bring some of this goodness to your people. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, you guys, love you so much. Thanks for leaving a review. I read them. Someone's going to win a Love Greater Than Fear packet. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Feeling to get you feeling it again, to get you sitting, to have you breathing and giving your mind and body a space to become coherent. I love that word coherence. That's what we're integration, coherence. Integrated is the word integrity, that your insides match your outsides, your motives match your mouth, like that. That's when we know we truly are living in our fullness, living integrated to ourself and to people and to God. And that is not an easy task. So if you fell short, 
welcome to the right people who are falling short with you, but we don't stay down. You can fall, stay down long enough to get a holy perspective of humility, because humility goes low, but then you gotta get back up. It's time to get up. You can only stay down there so long. The spirit refuses to stay still for too long. It's good for a while, but then we have to get moving again. Okay, I wanted to um, talk to you today a little bit about this heart, the, the area of the heart, you guys. Uh, we, we talked about it today in your reading. It was 1 Samuel 16, 7, where it says, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. The Lord is saying this to Samuel as Samuel is picking a new king for the Israelites, a new king for his people. Saul has been rejected. Why was Saul rejected? Oh, it's such a good story to read. I've been reading just the sadness of Saul. Saul did not know who he was. Go read it. Go read 1 Samuel 14, 13, where Saul is chosen as a king. And he didn't know who he was. He didn't know who he was. And he didn't trust God. And he, he you can see all these kind of character flaws at the beginning of his story, at the beginning, even when he was called king. He never got over his own insecurities. Hello, can we say that, heir to the crown, right? That's why we have to put it on and we keep the crown on, not because we do anything right in our own way, but because God said who we are. And if he said it, he means it and he'll do it. So then it's a trust thing. This all comes back to trusting God. This whole heir to the crown is trusting that God has spoken, he's called me, he's assigned me, he's equipped me, he's given me resources, I must go. I must speak, I must agree. And when I don't agree, I gotta find out what's going on inside of me that's keeping me out of alignment and partnership with God. That's the work of wellness, that's the work of integration, that's the work of the mind-body connection. Your body is a really good tool to tell you how you doing. <laughs> how am I doing? Am I tired? Am I cranky? Am I short with people? Am I low energy? Am I feeling hopeless? You're carrying this around in your body and your body takes the hit and the body keeps the score. But God, the cross, zero sum game. God goes all level, come to me, let's rewrite this story. So today we learned about the heart and really breathing in that God does not look at this outside stuff. You guys, he just doesn't. So wherever the world says fat, ugly, old, um, can't, won't, never has, never will, wherever the world tries to disqualify and get you to be distracted from the crown on your head and the assignment on your life, wherever that is, then you will know this is the posture of my heart. It has nothing to do, the world actually sends weapons or sends wounds our way, like arrows of the heart that come after us. We actually have the power, love, and a sound mind to pull the weapon, pull the arrow out of the heart, look at it for what it is, how it hurt, where it hit, and then we can use the very thing that tries to destroy the heart, to destroy the goodness, we use it to put the, the enemy to open shame. It becomes the very thing we can destroy him with. That, that excites me, but it requires the ability to breathe, right? If you get hit by something, 
what, I, and I've done this, I've been the first responder on many scenes where people are injured and it's live in action and boom, they got hit. And the first thing uh, someone will do, the sympathetic nervous system will fire up because it's supposed to, and the breathing gets short. Rapid breathing happened. Rapid breathing is a sign of uh, disintegration. It's a sign of distraction. It's a sign that you've moved away from wholeness. Rapid breathing. Now, when I go for a cardio or if I go for a run, I'm actually, harnessing the rapid breathing, the stress, to increase peace in my life. But that's the only place where we should be looking for rapid breathing. We're, we're, we're being purposeful of, of harnessing it, so for good. But other than that, when I find myself rapid breathing or shortness of breath, I'm in a panic mode, I'm in a fight or flight, and my body's telling me something, telling me a story. What story am I partnering with? So as a first responder, if I show up, one of the very first things I'm gonna do is look in someone's eyes, let them know I'm there, because uh, the presence of someone else can bring peace. When someone feels alone and no one to help them, come on, I'm, I'm preaching gospel here, do we see it? I'm alone, I'm alone. But when someone comes on the scene, it's my goal as a first responder to look them in the eye and then try to ask them to breathe with me, breathe with me, bring the breath down. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be, and I start speaking hopeful thoughts. I'm with you, I'm here. Can we get the breath down? And when we get the breath to breathe, then the heart starts to find space to beat again. And that's all we're trying to do because in the end, God is coming for the heart. The Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. The heart, you guys, is defined biblically as the center of all human life and the center of spiritual activity. The heart is the center of it all. It all comes down to the heart. Now, the mind has its purpose and its place. And it's very important. I actually think it's, it's Neither one is, is more important than the other. God is getting after the heart, but we have to get past our minds first. That's why the mind is that battlefield place. And the enemy, listen, he took a shot at your heart knowing he can't kill that because that belongs to the Lord. All of you belongs to the Lord. But what he knew with the shot that hit at your heart is it changed your mind on something. You began to create a meaning. The mind makes meaning. The heart dreams. The heart has all your hopes, your desires, the things that you love about who you are. It's the place, it's the center of life is your heart. Your mind gives it meaning. So as a child, right, every child is a make-believe and big heart, but then the wounds start to come. The wounds come soon and they come fast and they try to get at our heart, but what they're really doing is hurting our mind. They're changing our mind that love cannot be trusted, that love must be earned, that if I'm good, then this, if I'm bad, then this. So we've made meaning around what's good or what's bad and our hearts get just lost in the game. Jesus came for our hearts, not our minds. He came, the reason you responded to the salvation call was a heart thing most. Then it gets to the mind. That's why a lot of people say they follow Christ, they say they're a believer, but they really haven't, they've chosen in their hearts, but their minds haven't really been made up. 
Because if we make up our mind with Christ, that means he has to renew our mind over and over. But they're one and the same. The heart and the mind can feel very like, wait, which one is this? Is it what I'm thinking? Is it what I'm feeling? Okay, so I wanted to... Um, I wanted to clarify something in your daily, uh, in the Heir to the Crown book, if you notice we every day it says, today I will recreate my mind by, and today I will recreate my heart by, whatever that is. So I think it was one of our gals, a, um, Abram, she's a, um, uh, a instructor, and she's like, guys, help me out. What's the difference? I'm kind of, I think I know, but what's the, what are you defining the difference between the heart and the mind? Well, the mind is the place where it's the fortress of your thoughts is the thing that it protects whatever you think to be true that's it the mind listen the mind is pretty neutral here's what the mind does you make a statement or a belief or you say something and all the mind says is as you wish the mind has no emote billy it, it just says as you wish make a decision and make up my mind you go ahead Okay, as you wish. So if, my, if I hear information, I'm scrolling and I see all these six pack abs, young bodies, everyone looking perfect and I'm getting older, whatever. And I start saying these things to myself, the mind goes as you wish. It, it just, it takes the information and holds it. Now, if I am scrolling and what, what I'm putting information in, then I have to, then I'm saying, and I should be able to look at younger women and go, bless them. Yes, Lord. I remember those days. God bless. Especially if they're like doing it to honor the Lord in any way or however. I'm all about let's honor the Lord. Let's do more of that. Let's see more in my whatever I can taste, touch, see, feel. Because that's what the mind likes. The mind likes concrete evidence. That's what the mind likes. The mind doesn't really like make-believe because it doesn't get it. That's made for the heart. But the heart can tell the mind, we're going to rewrite the story according to this dream, according to this thing that I am sure of what I hope for, but I'm not certain I see it. And so the heart stays alive and the mind goes, as you wish, as you wish. Isn't that cool? You guys, so the mind, it's really important that what am I taking in? What's the information going in? I recreate my mind by thinking thoughts information reading what am i putting in that then creates a fortress to protect the things of my heart the things of my heart the heart is the centrality of my life it's from it flows everything from my heart flows everything and then the mind just gives meaning the mind is the fortress so am i using the things that are coming in whatever i take in i am solidifying in my mind i'm i'm creating more of a fortress that's why it's really important you gotta pay attention to what you're paying attention to y'all this is like sober up this is why the breathing pay attention to what you're paying attention to pay attention to what you're saying pay attention to what you agree with because the mind says as you wish as it'll be my pleasure however you like it it has no <laughs> it doesn't have a scale of one to ten how do I feel that's here that's down here how do I feel about this and the mind says as you wish okay so when I'm recreating my mind I'm thinking so what I uh, honestly what I write almost every day in heir to the crown what I've been writing and it's changing me I know it's changing me so just because I rewrite the same thing every day 
I like it. I like it because I mean this and I'm standing for this for 30 days. Doesn't mean I nail it every day, but this is still, yep, as you wish, this is what is true for me. I am going to read more and scroll less. That's the season the Lord is asking me to read, whether it's read more of the word, read more of a good book, read more. You know why reading is so powerful? And I was talking with this to the Lord. It's because reading allows my heart to give it meaning. That's why if you can read a book and two people can read the same book and have a very different experience. But if you go see the same movie, you almost have the same kind of, because someone gave you the information of what to see. And there's nothing wrong with seeing a movie. But my heart is meant to come alive. My heart is meant to put things in my own unique design of a kingdom frame that God has designed me to see the world through. So that I am a creative resource. I come up with good ideas. I've, I've got new thoughts because I will gave myself some space. I didn't let someone else tell me what is true for my heart. I read information that my heart could put uh, a story to and create color with or whatever it is, fiction or nonfiction. And then my mind was going, great, as you wish. So when we watch stuff, when we take, just like right now, you're taking in information and that's great. I hope my information is actually challenging you and championing you. Go back now and read, find your heart space and then get your mind to say, as you wish. Okay, so the heart is that central place. The heart, you guys, it's in the Bible 700 times in my ESV. The heart is mentioned 716 times. The mind, ESV, which it's going to correlate the same, is mentioned about 100 times. Okay, so what's more important? The heart. But the mind gets in the way because the mind gives meaning. We have to, minds are not meant to forget, they're meant to be renewed. We have to renew our minds. They're not gonna forget things. We have to now take that very dark thing and put light right on it. We shine that light and we're not afraid of it and we're able to see it and now we can represent the kingdom in a new way. Okay, the heart is the home of the personal life and it's the process, like I said, where salvation begins. The heart is your desires and the mind gives meaning. So when you recreate your heart, you're thinking of what are the things that I hope? What are, what's the dream? What's the dream? This is what a queen does. A queen, a royal daughter has freedom to dream because she's got all the resources to back up the dream. She just needs to patience, take the time. She's not in haste. She doesn't have to run and hurry before someone else takes her dream. No, but just pace it out. Take your time because the resources are there. Keep that dream alive. Keep the hope alive. Keep that thing that you go, man, here I am again, dreaming the same dream. The Lord goes, new mercy, new day. It's new. This is a new dream for you inside this, this heart that he's given you. How many years old your heart is. The dream is not old to him. The dream, the hope, the desire, the, the, the emotional place where risk happens, right? Because when we love, we get hurt. And then the mind tries to go into lockdown and say, don't trust again. No, 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 no. You get back into your heart and you breathe into the heart again. And the mind has to get in line with the heart. The mind has to get in line with the heart. You hear me? There's actually something uh, I've been waiting to, t and I'm, I'll probably do a whole teaching on it, but I love this thought. Okay. Everything about Heir to the Crown is about trying to get you integrated to yourself. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? 
How am I using my body for what I think and what I feel? Who does God say I am? Because that's the beginning space. Who God says I am will change how I think, how I feel, and what I do with my body, right? It becomes an inside out job. Well, the heart, as because we know it's the centrality of life, it, it is the boom, boom, it's the rhythm. Think about it too. Someone can be brain dead in a sense and still be on life, still be a heart that's beating, you're still going. But the heart, once the heart is gone, it's gone. Like there, a mind can live long, but a heart, it's a heart is that, that place of life. Why? Because it pumps the blood, it takes the oxygen, it's the central place. The mind has a little more you can, you can have a dead mind and still have life, is what I'm saying. But you cannot have a dead heart and still have life. At that point, they'll call it. They'll say, they're gone. You know, they're totally, they're not there anymore. That's, the heart has stopped. And that's why you have people who say, I don't want to be on life support. If my heart stops, let it stop. Okay, so the heart is this big thing. Everyone take your hand, put it right on your heart. Oh, I'm running out of time. I wanted to be quick on this today. I don't know if I can do quick things. I always, everything has to be deep for me. Put your hand on your heart. Can you feel your heartbeat? Breathe. Hmm. Okay, that's powerful. That boom, boom, boom. There's a beat to the heart, right? The reason you were alive in your mother's womb, because there was a heartbeat. There's a heartbeat. We know there's life when there's a heartbeat. That cell begins to form on that. It, you're, you have a heartbeat before you had a mind. The mind, the stem of the mind, the brain. And actually the brain doesn't develop till later on as a fetus and fully develop until you're outside of the womb. But the heart, four ventricles, everything's already there first and most. It's paramount to who you are. So there's this, this thing in physics, I think it's physics or somewhere, and it's called entrainment. This is fascinating. You ready? Can I have a little more time with you guys? Give me an emoji if I can have more time with you. I hope this is like exciting you to be you. Like, <gasps> I have all this goodness in me. Okay, it's called entrainment. So the, the picture of entrainment, I'm probably gonna botch it some, but um, it was founded by this guy, he was just like a, a, um, a, a, clocks, a clockman, what's a clock? Someone who works on clocks. And he had all these clocks swinging pendulums and he would start the clocks. Boom, 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 right? He'd start swinging the clocks. And one day he noticed he would leave the clock shop and come back into the clock shop. And although when he left, all the clocks were going at different times, he'd come back and all the clocks would be swinging in one rhythmic boom, 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 boom. And he goes, what is that? <laughs> Wait a minute. And it would basically say there's one clock in there that would hold a bigger rhythm and pull and the rest of the clocks would get into alignment with that swing. It's a, it's a physics thing. It's true to this day. If you, we don't have clocks like this anymore, right? Because it's riding on physics. It's riding on wavelengths and sound. And as soon as the, that one primary clock had the rhythm, had the, 
the wave, the, the depth of sound that the other ones would get in line with, and it's called entrainment. It's so cool. It's crazy. It's like in science itself. Yeah, it is a little bit like that women who live together have menstrual cycles come together. That's a whole nother talk on blood and body, but this is to do with the heartbeat. The heart has this, this rhythm, this pace of the kingdom. That's why breathe. Bring the heart rate back down. Breathe, breathe. And then what that does, the mind has to get into sync with the heart. Do you hear me? The heart doesn't get into sync with the mind. It's not created that way. It has no rhythm. It has no beat. It has no life force. It's here. So the heart, boom, boom, is always dreaming, desiring, hoping, and moving towards what is lovely and praiseworthy and good and true because it's God who designed it. He designed the human heart. It's his business. And as the heart gets the place, then the mind can go into alignment with it. But what we tend to do is we live fractured from our heart and our mind, which is why we use exercise as a way to escape, or we use alcohol, drugs, shopping, sex, money, to try and keep us from actually having to come into coherence and letting the heart speak. For out of it flows your life. So listen to your heart. Go ahead and pay attention to it. I'm going to finish with this, you guys. Uh, this weekend, my daughter, Sophia, so you guys have seen some pictures of her in Heir to the Crown. Um, she, uh, let's just say the, the world threw a really big, ugly arrow at her and really just told her, you don't meet our standards of beauty. You're too much. She got her first, that real big arrow. She's 14, right? We can all probably drop a pin. I, I have this theory that I believe... Around 14 is when the enemy comes hard for after us, and I think the Lord allows the veil to remove of innocence so that so the story begins, like so the war is on because it's time to pick up the weapon and fight. It's time. You're going to have to now learn how to wield the sword through this sewage of crud that's coming for you. And she received a lie that she is not the world's type. She's too much, da-da-da. And um, she came home, and she was crying, and very upset. And uh, and the goodness, mamas, I know we have a lot of you with your daughters in this. We've said before, just let them talk. I'm guilty of trying to fix things. I, I well, what happened? And we, they should have done. You know, I start to I teach because I'm a teacher before I just let my presence be there and let her be sad and let her have her feelings and sit with her in it. You know why? Because emotions scare me. I have to get honest with me. I didn't know what to do with my emotions when I was younger. Nobody listened to me. Nobody gave me a place for my emotions. So I just, I learned how to do my emotions and not feel them. And so I sit with her and I feel them with her and it's sad and I feel the sadness with her, my heart is getting into entrainment with hers. I'm beating at the same place of that does hurt. And so as I listen to her and let her and tell her how that feels and we put some feeling around it, the first thing I do is I let her know that that really does hurt. That does hurt. I don't want to deny that that's not true. A lot of parents do this. No, 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 that's stupid. You shouldn't feel that way. Ah, no, it really feels that way. So there's a difference between what's real and what's true. The realness is that really hurts. That was really said. 
You really did, that was real. You really heard those words. And the reality is it hits and hurts. But what's true? So the second thing I did was I gave her the eyes to see how this was happening for her and not to her. That when, after time of breathing and just being with her, eventually she looks to me to say, help, tell me something. Because she trusts my presence. And again, if it, just see my role as my, to my daughter as the role that Christ plays to you. To parent. He's still parenting. So when you're hurt, he's saying, let's sit down. Let me get my heart in entrainment with yours. Let me, I'll match the heartbeat that you're feeling. Then we feel less alone. And then we start to trust. And then we're, we're like little kids going, speak to me. Tell me something true. I'm crying. <laughs> Tell me something true. And so from there, I can begin to encourage her heart and say, I don't tell her, well, you know, those girls are stupid or da 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 da. I don't, I do not condemn the world. I let, I go, oh, it's an arrow in your heart. Okay, let's pull the arrow out and let's look at this to see how can you become a brave heart with this arrow? How can this become the very thing that actually God is using for you, not to hurt you? What is this trying to tell? So then we went into the whole thing of her beauty not being defined by anyone else. And guess what? Not everyone is going to think your beauty. It doesn't matter. You know, you got to go into that whole thing that God is loving you so much, Sophia, that he will not share you with another world economy. It's his and his alone. And so expect these to come. Expect them to come. And when they do, you breathe and you feel it. And you know, you're not, you're not going to be everyone's. You're just not. Even though as a mom, I'm like, well, that's not true. Because she's everyone to me, right? But it is true. The world is not going to love her all the... She is going to get kicked hard. But how do we take that thing and use it for good? And then finally, the third part was I just renewed her mind with truth. Then I just came in with truth. The truth is... You are, you are, you are in all the you are statements of how she's a world changer. She's made for an influencer. This is for her. She's going to be, actually what I did say to her is, man, let's be grateful to the Lord that think about these other hurting girls in the world, your age, 14, who are receiving these same wounds and have no one to talk to, right? The compassion rushed upon her of like, man, because that's who I was. I received the wounds and I had no one to talk to. And so I began, my mind began to build a lie and a fortress around these wounds to keep my heart protected. And that's why I've told Sophia, there's going to probably be more hurting people that you're around as the older you get because not everyone has what you have, but now you have something to share. You now have truth and you are able to, as people see you not rapid breathing panic and partner with a lie and you become more of who you are they're going to want the water you're drinking okay keep your heart alive keep your mind a fortress as you wish the mind wants to say as you wish what is the wish yes we will do that okay um, so there you go. The difference between recreating your heart and recreating your mind. Your mind is all the information, all the data you're taking in. How are you going to recreate that? Every day I've been writing, read less, scroll more. Read less, or read more, scroll less. 
And then the third is, how do I recreate my heart? What are my dreams? What am I hopeful for today? What am I excited about? What can I, what can I, what dream can I pick up that I maybe laid down? Okay. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's a good movie, Kristen. Okay. My hair's in the way. I'm going to pray for us. Yes. Can I pray for us? Everyone put your, okay, put your hand on your heart. Put your right hand on your heart. And take your left hand, put it on your head. Put it on your forehead. Put it on the top of your head. Put it somewhere. And now everyone take a deep breath. Inhale. Lord, I thank you so much for the women, the daughters of God who have joined this challenge, Lord. And right now as they sit with their hand on their heart and on their their prefrontal medial cortex, the CEO of their life, God, we're praying for integration in Jesus' name. We're praying for a heart to come alive again and a mind to become a fortress for the things of the kingdom. Identity, God, give it back to each one of us in Jesus' name. Dreams restored, give it back to us in Jesus' name. Lord, help us to be risk takers and people that believe in your mercy and your grace every day that is new and inspiring and hopeful that we would partner with it for a mind that says, as you wish. God, I pray for healing in minds where they've been tormented. Healing, God, where there's depression and anxiety in Jesus' name. You have to cease in Jesus' name. Any way you've been tormented by a spirit of accusation, many spirits of accusation, that they must flee these minds right now in Jesus' name. And that hearts, God, would be made whole where they're broken and feel shattered and feel like they must self-protect. God, would you do the good surgeon work of healing these hearts? And Father, where every part of our bodies, wherever we are partnering or living and saying yes to hiding in darkness or disease, God, would you draw us out with your marvelous light? Thank you, God, that you are doing a new thing and that we don't even have to understand it to believe that it's happening because your word tells us, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. So we are asking God for healing and wholeness in minds, hearts, souls, and bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, there you go. Ah, 35 minutes. Went a little longer than usual, but I hope it blessed you because